Sheffield Steelers podcast. Uh, you're very welcome, but uh, joining us, head coach Aaron Fox, and uh, well, it didn't go to plan, did it? No. Um, you know, we had our chances to, to break that game open. We had 4-2 lead, and, you know, I, we, I had the shots at 44-21, to 21 and giving up 14 of those shots would be great ace scoring chances for them. So, for me, that's just not good enough. Um, you know, I think we dominated play a lot of the night tonight, and uh, I think we probably had the chances to score, you know, nine or ten goals tonight. And when sometimes pucks don't go in and then counter hockey and they come down and score on the first shot, it's a little deflating at times. Um, you know, there's some guys who obviously probably need to look in the mirror a little bit tonight and figure out if, if they did everything they could to help this hockey team win. Um, you know, I'm glad we get to go do this again tomorrow and, and, and hopefully, you know, have a better result. We got off to the best possible start as well, didn't we? We dagged his opening goal. Yeah, it was a good start. Um, again, same thing, you know, and then at that first goal they score, there's it's a two-on-two, two and, you know, we probably don't track as hard as we should there. They end up hitting the dot-wide guy, and, I don't, you know, I don't think Cantor was great on that goal. Um, it looked like it went five-hole with no screen. So just little things, you know, it's, the hockey's a game of inches. You know, when we're up 4-3 there, Ben O'Connor puts one off the crossbar. Could have been a 5-3 game. They come back down the other way and score to make it 4-4. And um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know we're gonna have to shore up our decision making and uh, and the defensive side of things a little bit. Just going back a little bit, actually at 4-2 we had complete control, didn't we? Absolutely. And then and then that 4-3 goal was just gave them a sniff back again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you got to have that killer instinct and find a way to put teams put teams away. Um, you know. I think uh, I think Valley probably could have had five tonight, and he had none. He's a little snake bitten right now, but I think he's been arguably our best player through the first uh, six games here. Um, and I know those goals are going to start coming for him. So it's you know it, it, obviously this isn't the results you're looking for opening night at home. Um, you know there's some positives we can take out of it, but at the end of the day, you know it's not good enough. Any similarities to last Sunday? You, you said after last Sunday, no, lack of effort, but no, no, that's not. No, I mean, there was a, like I said, there's a couple guys who probably could have finished shifts a little bit harder than they did tonight, but as a whole, I don't think effort was the issue. Um, I think we made a couple bad reads and bad decisions that ended up in goals in the back of our net. Um, but if, like, like if you look at the, the zone time and, you know, the scoring chances and the shots, like, you know, again, we're creating a lot of mm-hmm. offense right now, and but we're not going to score seven right every night. And when we don't, then we you know, we got to make sure we all five guys are ready to buy in defensively. Okay, well, we wish you well for tomorrow night. That's uh, Steelers head coach uh, Aaron Fox. And uh, as always, I'm joined by uh, Jonathan Fernley and, and Alex Briggs. And, uh, ooh, well, that didn't go to... Uh, I didn't get a plan. Um, just, just very briefly, Alex, you've uh, spoken to Danny Stewart already. Obviously, he would have had a different take on that. I'm actually going to ask you in a second, just to tell me what he said, and then I'm going to see if he's still around, and we'll try and get a word with him or anybody on that uh, Coventry team. In fact, hold on one second. Luke Ferreira's there. If we're going to have a go with anybody, we've got to have a good chance with Lucky Luke. <laughs> He's speaking with Marco Valorand at the moment. Luke, I'm just going to jump in if I can steal you on the Steelers podcast. We're live. We just spoke to uh, head coach Aaron Fox. He's obviously not happy, but you uh, you would have seen that game in a completely different light. Firstly, congratulations. But from a Coventry point of view, how did it go for you? Yeah, well, I mean, it was obviously a close game. We uh, were trading chances a lot of the game, and luckily it clicked for us in the third. We had a good defensive period, and 
couple went in and that's all we needed. So. Yeah. yeah, you didn't get off to the best possible start. Old Dowdy goes and, and snipes one, but and even then when you were 4-2 down, there was, there was no panic or they didn't seem to be from you. No, I mean, we're, we're early on. We're still learning a lot about ourselves and that's a good sign that we're, we're not panicking. And it's always tough to come into this rink and it's a lot bigger than our eyes, so it's a different game. But yeah, good sign that we, uh, we held in there. It's a very different looking Coventry roster this year. You've got an awful lot younger. There was great energy with the team right through to the end. That's surely going to play in your favour this season. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Hopefully, um, if we can keep fighting until the last whistle, you know, uh, whether we're up or down or whatever the score is. And, you, I mean, you've been around this league long enough to know that you can sneak wins or pull out the hat at the last second. So that's a good sign for us. Okay, thanks for joining us. Thank you and very much. Uh, I won't wish you too much well for tomorrow. <laughs> Marco, I know you're probably the last person you want to see is, is us right now, but Aaron Fox has just said that right now you're our best player and you're just a little snake bitten, but things is just a bit frustrating, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't have many words right now. It's hate to lose and. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, we're off to a good start. We we had the lead going in third, and we we just need to be be uh, clutch and um, find a way to win those hockey games. You know, you got one goal lead at home, and uh, you just need to seal the deal. Maybe no goals, but up to four assists already on this season. It does feel as though the your line is one of the ones that's really clicking right now. Oh, I mean, like I would I would take this kind of game like. I, I, our line, I mean, I'm, I thought, I'm talking about me, Doughty, and, and, and Cons. I would take this kind of game every night this season. I mean, I must have had like 10 shots tonight, something like that, and, and great eight chances right in the slot. Um, if you give me those, I'll probably bury one or two most of the time. But, um, you know, Puck didn't turn my way this tonight. And um, But I think we, we're forcing things. We're, we're playing well. We're playing well defensively, too, and it creates a lot of offense. Okay, hopefully you can get one in your old barn tomorrow. Absolutely, we're yeah. looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Marco. Thanks, Luke. Take care. Our uh, officials wander past, and they uh, <coughs> all go. Hixie, Hixie, come in. Hixie, come and join us a second. No, no, come against your, your boys tonight. Did a good job. Did they? I'm asking you. He doesn't want to talk about it. Okay, no problem. Um, right. Um, Let's uh, discuss then, uh, Danny Stewart, what was his view, uh, Alex, when you spoke to him for the Elite League uh, website? Well, he, he said it wasn't the perfect game, but he, he was happy with how the team bounced back. He said the second period got a bit scatty with with a lot of penalties, I think, on both parts. But I think overall, he says with the, the standard of, of side that he, he views Sheffield as this season, he says it's, it's terrific to come in at any point and win a game, let alone first game of the season as well. Yeah, they had a good win against Manchester, good win against Guildford. I mean, they're rolling right now, aren't they? Said at the top of the uh, broadcast on Steelers TV Live that Blaze's last four seasons have finished 8th, 8th, ninth, and 8th. They look on paper like they're a better team than an 8th place team this season. They look like they're the sort of team that's going to be moving up towards mid-table and, and pushing the top teams more often than they did last season because it is a younger team and it looks as though they've got a lot of players on that roster. They've got four fresh out of college and We've seen those players are eager to make an impression and eager to show, yeah, we belong at this level and off to a cracking start. I think we've said about Coventry yeah. before. Bob, don't go too far. Uh, I think we said before they've actually got some goaltending now as well, which perhaps is something they didn't have previously. The avenue was something, again, Danny touched on. He was very impressed with how Phillips performed tonight. 
I think you've got to be in, you've got to rely on your goalie when you come into a building and you know you're going to face a lot of shots. But I, I, I thought you did a reasonable good job for them tonight. Okay. Bob, uh, he's just getting his game sheets here. Bob, uh, what's the star saying tonight? Oh, okay, Bob, we'll follow you, shall we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, uh, quite right, yeah. Um, I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest. 2 0 up, 4 2 up. Um, had enough chances to bury him. Um, I thought the finishing for the goals that they actually scored was exceptional. I really like those kind of goals, particularly the Connolly ones where he's tipping in near the net. But they had enough chances to bury him. But there is obviously a team defence vulnerability here. If you concede 15 goals in three games, something's wrong. And I think Aaron's patience might well crack. If they go to Coventry tomorrow night and they hammer them, as I expect them to do, uh, happy days. But it doesn't it doesn't affect the, the first league game of the season at the arena. You should win. They didn't last year. And unfortunately, they've fallen down again. And I'm a bit disappointed. OK. We'll uh, look forward to reading uh, your words. You're going away now, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, we're going away. We're going away. And... Uh, I guess the, the question might just be, let, let's just first of all, goaltending, did we see any deficiencies? Uh, you know, Duba didn't have a great time in Nottingham, Cantor hasn't had a great time tonight. Are we, are we looking in that department or is this too early for that? The first goal that goes by Cantor doesn't look great. It's a fairly long range shot, it's not got an awful lot of power and he's just a little bit slow to get the five hole shut. Um, he's got a, a different style, Pavel Cantor, to some other net minders. It's, it's not as classic and as clean as you might expect and it might take uh, his defence around him a little while to say right this is the sort of time when we need to let him see the shot here's the time when we need to get in front and block the shot but um, yeah goals are going in against him and uh, hey it, it is early in the season you get a small sample size um, but again you know there's a, a delayed penalty goal there's you know, an empty net goal. It's uh, two short-handed goals again tonight against the Steelers. Yeah. But they're not helping him out. If it's two-on-one rushes every time, well, how many of those realistically yeah. can you expect any netminder to save? I don't think he's been given the protection. And you heard Aaron say right at the start, too many scoring chances right well, 14 grade A scoring chances against the Steelers. Well, against any team, you're going to be in trouble with that, aren't you? Yeah, I, I touched on it earlier on in a couple of conversations that they didn't have many opportunities but it sort of felt that every opportunity they did have it was going to come to something whether it be a, a grade A chance or or obviously a goal and it's disappointing in the sense of you give a team that you want to be if you can stop it getting in double figures you know you, that's where you want to be looking at I never felt comfortable tonight even uh, Bob got me worried then he said we went 2-0 look we didn't did we Bob Westerdale got it wrong it was 1-0 1-1 2-1 end of the first period but even 1-0 up 2-1 up 4-2 up I, I didn't have a comfortable feeling in the pit of my stomach from where I sat what about where were you sat? I was think a little more confident than that um, I won't be next time the Steelers have a lead no. um, whoever it's against because yeah there are some, some frailties and some questions that need answering um, I think they will get answered as time goes on. I've still got a, a belief in this team and this squad of players. But one thing we haven't seen from the Steelers since midway through the second period of first game of pre-season is a full Steelers team missing Michael Davis. And I think we did miss him tonight. I think the lines that were jiggled around, I think we only really got performances out of two lines tonight. We should be able to cope tonight. without one player missing those. Oh, of course, of hey, course. But when you're trying to sort of work out where it went wrong... I think Davis has shown how valuable to this team he might be. We, he's our leading scorer. 
And we needed a goal tonight and we didn't get one. BBC Radio Sheffield, your sports leader. Pete Spencer, what's Radio Sheffield saying tonight when we're driving home listening to the bulletins? Much like Bob, it's disappointment all round, isn't it? I think the mood here in the press room is is quite is quite down. Um, yeah, I think it was one of those where you never got the sense that Sheffield were going to shake Coventry tonight. Every time, I mean, it was three times that they they equalised tonight, and when they made it four four, you kind of feared the worst really because at that point momentum was kind of going Coventry's way, and. When you look at, I don't know if Jonathan's already mentioned this in terms of the statistics, but Steelers' power play, similar story to what it was last week, two of eight and uh, two shorthanded goals. The shorthanded goals are one a big was, concern. One was the empty net, though, wasn't it? Yeah, are we it's, it's, yeah I know he still, still goes down there. Still possession yeah, yeah. uh, two extra skaters. Yeah. So I think that's a disappointment. And Aaron was telling me earlier that Marco Valorand, you know, can't buy a goal at the moment. He must have had 10 chances to score a goal tonight. So I think he can be slightly... Um, yeah, I think he, he would have liked a goal tonight and I think he had some really good opportunities and I think credit to to Phillips for, for kind of making those saves when he did. But yeah, I think there's no questions about the offence but there's big question marks about the defence at the moment, I think. Are you travelling to the Sky Dome tomorrow, Pete? I'm not. I'm at a wedding in Derbyshire tomorrow so I'm not travelling down Anybody to the Sky Anybody important or family or not just friends? <laughs> just friends. Just friends. So that's more important than coming down to the... I mean, like family, I could kind of bath by the family one but like, not friends. Okay, Pete, thank you very much. Um, if you missed the game tonight, Steelers led 2-1 at the end of the first period. Dowd opened the score. Nice, nice finish on uh, on that goal. Uh, he took it really well, didn't he? It's what we've come to expect from Robert yeah. Dowd. We were saying on the broadcast, it reminded us of a um, a shootout winner he scored against Nottingham. You've got to go back, I think, 10 years. We beat Nottingham on Valentine's Day and the shootout went to nine rounds. We thought, are we ever going to win this? And Robert Dowd moved in, went backhand, forehand and flicked it over the glove. Same move tonight, 10 years on. Nerdiness of the highest standard there, Jonathan, remembering the shootout win 10 years ago. Uh, Broll made it 1-1. De Luca um, carried on his scoring streak, 11.57. He put the Steelers ahead. Uh, into the second period, uh, Hamannick, I think, equalised uh, five minutes in. But when Connolly hit back, when we went 2-2 and then we went 3-2 power play, Connolly, brilliant. 4-2, minute later, Connolly again. You kind of felt then, okay, just 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 keep this momentum going, but it just didn't happen, did it? Well, the power play, the first three Steelers power plays have been pretty poor. Um, certainly, what we've come to expect from the Steelers power plays, well, chances created, a bit more energy, a bit more life, and there wasn't. And then suddenly, one deflection, the Steelers are back in front. Another good goal, four two in front, and it seems like all the problems that the team had been having on the power play melted away. But as the game went on, those power play problems came back and. The power play in the last two minutes, well, did we really get a great look? Possibly no, not. No. Um, hey, jumping in on something else, when I saw Hicksy and all these boys were walking past, they were walking out like, uh, I go, Hicksy, your boys did well tonight? No comment of him, was there? I mean, do we read anything to that? Was he, was, was he not happy? Was he not happy? I don't know. I or think does he just, just want to stay quiet? Yeah, it's, I think when a game gets as, as patchy as it did in parts, when things are kicking off and... Obviously, both sets of fans want a call against the opposition team. You've, you just have to take some things with a pinch of salt. And I think tonight it's probably best that they do stay quiet and, and nothing does get mentioned. Because, well, certainly from where I was stood, there were a few calls that you, you'd have to look at more than, and, more than one And time. from where we were stood, with the benefit of a few replays and a few different camera angles, we thought it was called pretty well. There were a couple of times when we could have said, OK, two minutes here and a... 
two minutes there, but that would have just evened it out. It's coincidental miners and carry on. So really, we've, from what we saw on the broadcast, no issue with the officials. And we thought straight away the disallowed goal or never allowed goal uh, that went to a review. That was um, never going to be It, cool, it never looked, it? No. it didn't look good live. And uh, no matter how many replays we saw, we couldn't. No, we were, we were watching white, be in the White House. We saw replays. It was never going to be yeah, given. No, it was never a goal. I mean, even from, I don't think he had to have been sat in any particular seat. He just it didn't look right when it. Obviously, when the light goes on, people are going to celebrate yeah. regardless of whether the nets. And I think De Luca's, you know, reaction as well, like that he felt. Yeah, it was just frustration, yeah. I think, more than anything, because the guys did look frustrated, especially in the last five minutes of the game there was a lot of frustration going through them but they're the kind of ones that you want to bounce in your favour and obviously tonight it didn't so after Connolly had scored his second uh, power play goal 27-25 blaze it back 28-17's like a their little Finn looks quite a nice little player, doesn't he, actually? I thought he was their pick of the bunch tonight. He's the granddad of that team. Yeah. He's 37, and he brings the average age of the team up by a year all on his own. Um, there's only uh, Schistel, who's 30. Everyone else is uh, is in the 20s. He's, uh, you know, the only real experienced player on that roster. And, uh, you know, man of the match tonight, one goal and, uh, and two assists. He, yeah. uh, he led them well. Steelers led 4-3 then, going into the uh, third period. And uh, 9.32 in... And uh, Johnson ties it, uh, 4-4. And then 52-07, bang, 5-4. And that was really the dagger in the heart, wasn't it? It was, and they, they had a chance to clinch it before they did with the empty net with another shot that came back off the post. And although um, you know, Aaron Fox referred to the Steelers' shot count, the official shot count from the game has the Steelers having just five on target during that third period. And given that the Steelers, well, um, you know, the final ten minutes were either tied or trailing, to only get five shots on an opposing netminder, is, uh, that's not pretty. We're in the media room right now. Boys, let's go for a walk. Alex, come on. Let's go and see if we can uh, find anybody. It's uh, very quiet, isn't it, right now? Do you want the start of the day? Go on, start of the day. I've got a great start for you, actually. Fantastic. A really good start for you. Um, Steelers what? have opened their league campaign at home to Coventry three times now, and they've lost all three. Last one was ten years ago. Uh, lost 3-1 to a Greg Owen hat-trick past Kevin Wright. I remember that. I remember that. And then last year, of course, we lost to MK. Shall, mm. I, shall I give you a great story from, from an opening game of the season? Here's one for you. We played the Edinburgh Capitals. I think they were still called the Edinburgh Capitals. First game of the season. And they've got a whole new team. We don't know them. Um, and they score in the first period. So I look at my sheet and uh, goal scored for the Edinburgh Capitals by whatever number it was. Stephen Lambert. Second uh, period he goes, he scores a second goal. So I go second goal of the night for number whatever he was, Stephen Lambert. And then the uh, end of the night he scores a third goal. They win 3-2 against us. Uh, third goal of the night, a hat-trick for Stephen Lambert. He comes for the man of the match. Ladies and gentlemen, your Edinburgh Capitals man of the match, opening night of the season, is uh, Stephen Lambert. And uh, then I come downstairs here at the end of the game and uh, I'm chatting to a few guys, Jeff Legui, Rod Sarich, and all of a sudden this guy taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and he goes, announcer? I said, yes. He goes, Stéphane Lambert. French, It wasn't Stephen Lambert, it was Stéphane Lambert after all that. And that was a opening night little story for you, Jonathan. You don't look impressed by it. Boys, I let's thought, go for I a thought it was Simone Lambert. Was it Simone Lambert? I, I think it. so, yeah. Well, I remember a Simone Lambert yeah, um, well for the Edinburgh Capitals. Could have, well, could have well been him. I think we're going to have to use Alex to go and grab a couple of people for us because uh, a few doors are shut. And, uh, hey, Carter, come and, come and join us. Carter has just come out of the room just at the wrong possible time. Uh, and we've, we, we've nabbed him. Hey, Your hey. First, 
Your first, uh, your first defeat here in uh, in league play. It's not, it's not a good feeling, is it? No, uh, it's not the result we wanted tonight. Unfortunately. Um, sorry, there's some. Sorry, a little bit of a couple of guys uh, trying to get into the room there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, let's go. Anyway. Let's go again. Yeah, yeah. It's not, <laughs> not a good feeling. No, uh, it's it's not what we were hoping for tonight. In, in the end, yeah. yeah, yeah. You and Aaron, what do you do now? Do you go home and kick the cats? Do you go home and look at the video? Do you uh, go home and yeah, you hit, hit the drink? What is it? I think I think we're gonna watch the game tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, we know we know what we're gonna get tomorrow. Uh, it's not so much about preparing tomorrow. Uh, we did that all week, prepared for Coventry, and uh, tomorrow we just kind of look at tonight's game. But from from our from ourselves, uh, not so much about how Coventry played, but just uh, where we can clean up ourselves. It's going to be a completely different night tomorrow because in that building, it's you have to be prepared to battle. And if you, it doesn't matter how much skill you've got, if you if you ain't prepared to work, your skill's not going to show tomorrow. In in that building, it's going to be intense. It's three thousand going crazy. It's yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, heard from Valorand, uh, Benny, and all those guys that told me this building is something else uh, tomorrow. So okay. Great, awesome. thank you for that. All right, thanks for I think, having me. Hey, cheers, top man, top man, thanks for speaking. Alex has gone in to uh, see if he can uh, find anybody. It's uh, just deflated, isn't it? I'm sure the people listening tonight, it's going to be deflated. Let's you compare on. your mood to this home opener defeat to last year's home opener defeat. There's more positivity from tonight than there was 12 months ago, yeah, I would say. I, I think we just played so well in certain spins this year that you expected a little bit more just to uh, to perhaps uh, to perhaps come up. Come Nobody's decent, Alex says, and wants to come and speak to us. I'll, uh, I'll give you my, my stat of the day. Here's my stat of the day for you. And I was asked to give you this stat um, by somebody who was the very first person suspended by DOPS. You know, if I had my old notebook with me, I'd be able to tell you, because I used to track them all in my book, but uh, no, no, I, no, I can't recall. Uh... I'm driving here today, and I phoned Mark Thomas up, and uh, he's talking, he says, you're doing a podcast tonight? I says, we are, Tom. He says, hit Jonathan Fernley with this. Mark Thomas was the uh, first person. It was in Fife on a Saturday night, and um, story that goes along, he ran Danny Stewart, the Coventry Place coach, over, and he got, a, he got a penalty. Coming home, we had a Polish coach driver all the way back, and one of the roads was shut. He was following the uh, sat-nav, and this Polish coach driver kept going back north, hitting the same junction, coming back, hitting the same junction, really, really late at night. So Tomo had to go to the front of the bus, and he had to direct the bus driver home through the barracks and all the way back down. He says he was absolutely exhausted. He didn't get home until 5 o'clock. Didn't know how he was going to play the next night. Jared Adams rang him up and said, uh, you're suspended. He thought, not the end of the world. So he was the very first player suspended by Dops. So nobody's decent. Hold on a second. Let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. Hi. James is eating here. James, can you, we just sneak in here and just join you for a second on the uh, podcast as you're having your, uh, your post-game meal. Not a great feeling today. Eh? It's a bit, everybody's a bit down after, after that tonight. Yeah, of course. We, we really wanted to win there in the home opener, and it's, it's tough to come away with a, a loss like that. But the good thing about back-to-back games is we have a chance of redemption tomorrow. We do. What do you know about going into Coventry? Because we were just saying to Carter, it's a completely different building, different atmosphere, smaller ice pan. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know anything about it. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I think we're, we're ready for anything. Whatever and, comes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go and grab Tanner. He's eating as well. Tanner on the Steelers podcast. Uh, not a 
Not a great feeling, uh, I guess, but uh, you have to give Coventry credit. They, they hung in there enough, didn't they, tonight? Yeah, they did. Um, they never stopped working, and we knew that they were just going to be a hard-working team. And uh, I think the biggest thing for us is uh, cleaning up our defensive end. And, I mean, score five goals, it should be enough to win a game most nights. And, uh, you know, uh, that hurts us when when we're losing games, when we're scoring enough goals to win. In a situation like this where you play the same team again tomorrow night, is that better than playing a different team? Is it good to have another crack at Coventry rather than taking on someone else tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I mean, anytime we can... It sucks to lose the first game, but it's it's always important in this league to get a split, and everyone knows that. And, uh, yeah, we just got to go in, into their barn, and uh, it's a smaller ice surface, so getting pucks deep is going to be even more important tomorrow. We just spoke to James, of course. He hasn't been into the Sky Dam, so he kind of doesn't know what to expect. You do know what to expect, and... Uh... You you have to earn the right to play in Coventry, don't you? It's it's a tough barn to to get going in. Yeah, you do for sure. Um, they have loud fans, really loud fans. Will be trying to get in our ears, but uh, you know, biggest thing is to have good starts in that arena and kind of feed off that. But uh, I mean, like I said, it's a little smaller ice surface, and playing harder is even more important than uh, playing more of a skilled game. Okay, get your food, Daniel. We wish you luck tomorrow. James, thank you as well. Thank you. Um, I don't think I'm going to venture into the room. I don't think even I dare that tonight. Um, so I think we'll... Alex has disappeared as well. Your memory is not let you down, Dave. First game of the 2008 oh, season. Up. Sheffield 1, Edinburgh 3. Sorry. Jeff Leguie scored the only Steelers goal. There you go. Was it Stefan or Simone? I believe it Did was it? Simone Lambert. Oh, so I must have been saying Simon Lambert then. Yes. Yeah, Simon Lambert and it was Simone. I think everyone in the crowd would have done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, okay, final thoughts then as we uh, as we wrap up here. We'll start with you, Alex. What's been saying on the old? Well, uh, this is the old phone. This is the usual. Like, we're not tough enough. There's no. There's nobody to stand up. We get bullied on our own ice, and we we mentioned this, didn't we, in the first? We podcast. had eight power plays tonight. Yeah, you know, if we score four power play goals tonight, the bullying doesn't. Well, I think it it's when you've got a guy like Brawl that will come in who is six foot whatever. He's built like a machine. You know, they've given the nickname the Roldozer already and because that's the kind of player he is. But I think in that Skydome arena as well, he'll run around, yeah, won't yeah. And it is, but it's... I've, me personally, I don't think we were bullied at all. No, we just simply didn't take our chances and we didn't defend how perhaps, you know, we were defending in pre-season for large parts. And, and that's, that's essentially the end of it. It's just, there was no bullying at all. But you're going to get that, aren't you? When somebody gets pushed to the ice here and there, when you know, the penalty's not called because he's, he's got his glove in his face, people are going to presume it's, it's being bullied. But The way you stop that is being 40% on the power play. And yeah, and you, stops you, instantly, you score it? goals yeah. and then that, that stops the whole bullying, let's say, because yeah. they know that they've given probably the best power play units in the league, an opportunity to, to tear them apart, but they didn't do it tonight. And I've lost my orange book. I'm just looking at you with yours. I've put it down somewhere. Final thoughts, Jonathan. Give, me, give, me, give, give us a couple of stats to uh, go on with. Um, or give us a couple of thoughts. I, th to go I on think with. we struggled on a couple of the lines tonight. Um, we only had two forwards, essentially, on the, uh, on the fourth unit, Jonathan Phillips and Cole Shudra, plus whoever else was drafted in to, to make the 12th forward. And... According to the official stats, Jonathan Phillips didn't win any of his face-offs tonight and the Steelers shortened the bench as they chased the game. But it, the line of Eberle, Sampierre and Lemchigoff 
Um, it just didn't really click tonight. There was not much from them uh, offensively, and I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they change the lines around tomorrow to try and get a little bit more out of what essentially should be a, a star line for us. It just didn't quite work as a combination. Okay. And thoughts on Coventry? Do we uh, do we like them? Do we not like them? Do we do we think there's some uh, there's some promise for them this year? I think there is. I, I touched on it in my program, looking at the five players to watch, and one of them that I mentioned was the Finnish chap and I thought he showed the quality that I spoke about in, in the piece there because that's what they brought him in for. He's got a ton of experience and, and he showed tonight his quality but they've got players you know, down, down the lineup getting blood off from five last year. I thought that was a huge coup for them because I thought blood off was an exceptional player for them. We've spoke about the goalie already. Danny Stewart was chuffed to bits with his performance tonight. And yeah, for me, they'll be for me. They'll be comfortably yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we said that in our first yeah. uh, podcast, didn't we? In episode one, um, yeah, I think they'll be there a month before the uh, the end of the season. You in Coventry tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be going to Coventry Jonathan? tomorrow. I'm afraid I'm in Hull. You're in Hull. What's going on there? Obviously, Hull will play. Where they playing? I'm not sure, but it is the Pirates' home opener. Okay, we wish Jason Hewitt well and uh, and Hull, and uh, well, we go again next week. Alex, it could be you and me if we have, we'll do one of these tomorrow night if we have a successful, uh, successful, successful night. So a sorry night here in Sheffield. Steelers go down 5-4 to four in their home six, opener. 6-4. Six to 6-4. Oh, crikey, I've forgotten the internet goal. 6-4. 6-4. Um, enjoy your night. We'll see you in Coventry tomorrow.